Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mula po sa Quezon City, ako si Robbie Alampay, Puma Podcast. In a few days, President Rodrigo Duterte will deliver his fourth State of the Nation address. His war on drugs remains controversial. The UN is calling for an investigation into extrajudicial killings. People are dismayed by how he's handled China in the South China Sea. And yet, despite all these controversies, his approval and trust ratings remain at record highs. We interview one of the nation's leading economists and thinkers. We will also look at the Duterte administration's work to fight poverty, what has been accomplished in the past three years. We have seen photos of inmates practically lying on top of each other in congested Philippine jails. The government says it is building more facilities, but that is not all that needs to be done. More and more people are going hungry each year worldwide, even as obesity continues to rise. We look into a new UN report on food security. A new UN AIDS report says progress has been steady in terms of bringing down AIDS-related deaths worldwide. But the progress is not equal among regions. In a little over 10 years, the Philippines will become a more aged and aging society. What does that mean? We'll tell you in a bit. And we will look into a social enterprise that's making a difference in the lives of tourists and of local communities. Yan po ang headlines. Ako po si Robbie Alampay, Puma Podcast. In the latest surveys, both by SWS and Pulse Asia, the president is receiving high satisfaction ratings again for his performance. This against the backdrop of a rising body count from the war on drugs, amid territorial disputes with China, for which the public is dismayed by how government is handling the South China Sea, with concerns for costs of basic goods still fresh on the public's mind. How, amid all anxieties and controversies, are Filipinos keeping their faith and trust and approval for President Duterte? We spoke with national scientist Raul Fabella, one of the country's leading economists who's doing research on the Duterte phenomenon. One is Duterte was able to touch on a hot-button issue. Hot-button for many households in the country. The drug menace was a real hot-button issue. There's no question that this was a very important issue for many, many people, but especially the poor. Among Class E respondents surveyed by SWS, for example, more than 80% say they are satisfied with President Duterte. Among Class D respondents, close to 80% 
are giving him the thumbs up. Here's Fabella again. The second is what you call weak institutions. We know that. Weak institutions are courts. The general impression is that the, the courts and the judges are for sale. So the, the people who can afford can get away with impunity. The poor will never be able to afford the cost of the, the, the courts and the judge. So over long periods, the poor are, in a sense, repeatedly raped <laughs> and impugned by not being able to get grievance uh, remediation from the courts. Over the years, this becomes a big tumor called the yearning for catharsis. Fabella says this search for catharsis was delivered when Duterte vowed to purge the country of crime and drugs. The combination of the drug issue and weak institutions helped Mr. Duterte create a strong narrative of an effective leader who walks the talk. His track record, Fabella says, as mayor of Davao City played a big part in building his popularity. Catch the rest of our interview with Mr. Fabella on Usapang Econ, a new podcast we will be releasing soon. Over the past weeks, government officials have been presenting accomplishments to the public in pre-State of the Nation address forums. We'll examine the Human Development and Poverty Reduction Cluster, chaired by Social Welfare Secretary Rolando Bautista. Here he is speaking recently in Cebu City. The poverty incidence in the first half of 2018 has significantly dropped by 6.1% as compared to the same period in 2015. More Filipino families are able to meet basic food needs as subsistence incidence decreased to 6.2% in the first half of 2018. Also, the proportion of Filipino individuals described as poor has settled at 21% of the country's total population, down from 27.6% reported during the same period in 2015. A significant development this year was the Pantawid Pamilyang Pilipino Program, which the president signed into law. All succeeding administrations will be mandated to continue providing poor households with conditional cash grants. Bautista again. Actually, the implication of this is uh, it will strengthen the allocation of budget for the Poor Peace Program. Uh, at the same time, it will guarantee that all stakeholders will support the, the said program. Significantly, there will be an increase on the grants that will be given to all the beneficiaries. Uh, for your appreciation, uh, there will be an increase of uh, 750 pesos that will be given to the households to support the uh, education and at the same time, uh, the nutrition. That is a monthly grant. The Philippine government will shell out 3 billion pesos to bring down congestion in prisons. This will go to building 60 new jail facilities. It has become one of the most notorious emblematic pictures of President Duterte's notorious war on drugs. In 2017, the country's jail population was at more than 130,000. That's according to the Philippine Center for Investigative Journalism, which found that that number is more than 100,000 more than the capacity of our jails. But will constructing new facilities be enough? 
The Bureau of Jail Management and Penology itself recognizes the need to also improve prisoner treatment, regardless of income and education level, and even of sexual orientation. The BJMP has been lauded by the Commission on Human Rights for creating policies for the protection of LGBT persons deprived of liberty. Here's Felix Berto Hagurin Jr., BJMP Director for Inmates Wellness and Development. Kasi noong pagpasok ng mga PDL na mga LGBTQI, talagang, yung nga sabi nila, mayroong mga sexual harassment talaga doon to the point may mga sexual abuses talaga. Noon yun. Although we are very proud to announce that reports of these abuses in the Bureau are very rare. Kasi kami, mayroong kami human rights desk. Mayroong pa kaming health desk. Yung health desk kasi namin, hindi lang caters doon sa mga nakakulok o yung mga PDL. It involves also the families of our PDLs. Hagurin says part of BJMP's work is referring inmates' family members to government agencies who can help them when it comes to basic needs like housing and education. World hunger has grown for the third year in a row. In a report, the Food and Agriculture Organization of the United Nations says more than 820 million people did not have enough to eat last year. Hunger is not going down. The numbers are still increasing. This is quite important because this is a reversal of a decade of decline. That was Cindy Holman, economist and co-author of the report in an FAO video. If you look at 820 million people that are hungry, 60% live in Asia and another 30% live in Africa. The three main drivers of the rise in hunger are conflict, the second one is climate, and exposure to increased climate extremes and more variability. The third driver is the economic effects and how economic slowdowns and downturns are affecting food insecurity. It is not all about hunger. FAO also sees the prevalence of undernourishment and the lack of access to nutritious and sufficient food. Ironically, this links to obesity, which continues to rise across all regions. Holman says it is because our food systems provide nutritious but expensive food and cheap food that's bad for your health. AIDS-related deaths have come down by more than 30% since 2010. A new report by UNAIDS says around 770,000 people died from AIDS-related illnesses last year, compared to the 1.2 million in 2010. This is thanks to more and more people having access to antiretroviral therapy. Last year, a record 23.3 million people living with HIV were on treatment. There is also progress when it comes to reducing new HIV infections. Globally, we've seen a decline of a 16% in new HIV infections, but that really varies by region. And so while we see good success in eastern southern Africa, primarily driven by South Africa, we're not seeing that success in eastern Europe, central Asia. That was Mary Mayhi, one of the UNAIDS uh, special advisors in epidemiology and monitoring. People aren't necessarily getting onto treatment, and without getting onto treatment and without doing the behavior chain and all, all the other prevention activities, we're just not seeing a decline in new infections. 
also problematic for UN AIDS is the fact that funding for AIDS response is going down. For the first time, the global resources available for the AIDS response declined significantly by nearly 1 billion US dollars, the report says. Last year, funding was $7.2 billion short of the estimated need by next year. The Philippine Institute for Development Studies says that by 2032, the elderly aged 65 or older sector will comprise 7% of the total Philippine population. That's nearly 10 million people. PIDS warns that this may pose a heavy burden on the national pension system. Revenue from taxes could also decline because of fewer working-age adults. How did we get to this point? Well, for one, the Philippines has had a steady decline in fertility rates for the past 25 years. Back in the 90s, a woman could expect to have around four children on average. This projection has come down to less than three children, according to the Philippine Statistics Authority. Is there a positive side to this? PIDS says declining fertility rates and the trend of rising life expectancy may be beneficial. The population would become more concentrated in working-age adults, increasing average income per person. A decline in fertility, meanwhile, would also translate to parents taking care of fewer children, which should allow more human capital investments for each child. You've seen the ugly side to travel and the booming tourism sector worldwide. Throngs of tourists elbowing for room to take their selfies, heavily littered areas, locals being pushed out of the communities they live in. If all of that sounds mad, you'd want to hear about, well, mad. We're talking about mad travel, capital M, capital A, capital D, which stands for make a difference travel. It's a social enterprise that works with local communities to create impactful and enriching travel experiences. Raf Junisho is the co-founder of Mad Travel. We sat down with him to talk about how they are reinventing travel to make it more sustainable and impactful. MAD Travel stands for Make a Difference Travel. Uh, we started in 2015. I guess the premise of why we do what we do is because um, one is that we see that everybody likes to travel, but travel is also one of the main contributors for climate change. It's a main contributor for inequality. Not only is the carbon footprint high when you travel. For many uh, vacations, only 5% of the money actually ends up in the pockets of the local community. You know? Raf and his team currently organize trips to Sambales, Bulacan, Metro Manila, and Bohol. Local communities that work with mad travel, giving tours, selling pasalubongs, cooking food, get opportunities for additional income on top of what they earn from their regular jobs. With us, um, in one day, they can earn minimum 300 pesos, one day of work. So, kung four times a week, yan, 1,200 yan, Eddie you get plus 30% of your income on four days. So it's a big help. Locals are also given time to tend to their farms and other main sources of employment. Here's Raf again. 
our goal naman is not to give them tourists every day, which is what traditional tourism would want to do, diba? Dapat araw-araw may bisita. Hindi. Kasi farm tourism tayo and we're conscious na there's a food security issue in the country. The goal of the tourism is maybe maximum, right now our target is 50 days a year. If we can do 75, ang laki na nun. At yan po ang mga balitang Puma Podcast. For the latest episodes, subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Maraming salamat po. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.